Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the Boop Show for Monday, September 21st, 2020, episode 259. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Boop Show. As I mentioned earlier, I'm Scott Johnson, and that guy right there is Brian Dunaway. He's got some kind of handheld. What are we doing there? What is this? Oh, hi, Scott. Is that you a, might think it looks like empty? Brian's got like a switch or something. Uh, look but at what this. he actually has uh-huh. is the Razer uh-huh. Kishi uh-huh. that just came out as an additional control. It's a it's a control pad that wraps around your iPhone. Mm-hmm. I have the iPhone Seven, mm-hmm. uh, and it's got adapters for different size iPhones. And I ordered this directly off the Apple Store. Uh, and I heard it, these it, are cool. Uh, I've heard good things about them. These are very cool, and so far my experience has been pretty good. I wish it was a little bit more immersive. I wish they had. I wish the uh, the Razer app that backends this lets you adjust some of the settings and update the firmware. I wish it like uh, controlled like launching of your games because you still have to you have to launch the games uh, through your typical uh, touch. Yeah. Uh, which can be a little, a little, you know, disconnecting because it doesn't, it doesn't. You realize, oh, I'm using the phone right. instead of the other. But as far as the control goes and how it feels, it feels fantastic, uh, except for one little thing. And I, I won't harp on it because there is, it's by design for a reason. One side uh, is very much in there; it plugs into your port on your uh, on your, your iPhone. Phone, the right? other yeah. side is flexible. Because it just wraps around on the outside, oh. uh, which is fine if you're holding it like you would a standard game controller like this. Yeah. But when I'm in bed, you know, I like to play in my bed and yeah. in the switch. Yeah. And when you hold it over your head, you don't realize it. But you slowly start pulling. You slowly start pulling it off on the corner, and then burnt right in the face. And right then in the it, it, it falls off, but it's not a big deal because it's attached to the other side. <laughs> but it's just annoying. You know, yeah, it's just annoying. No, so, I get you. That's kind of a pain. Um, they, so they've got some. Is this is their first generation of this? They've had it for the Android for a while, uh, and now they ha- it's available now uh, on the. Uh, so it's I, just Apple on the store. Apple Store. They have this on. Uh, they don't yeah, they have the Apple Store is where I got it from. It was ninety nine dollars plus eight dollars tax for where I live, and then another eight dollars or thereabouts to have it shipped overnight and, and they sent it FedEx and it came just like they said it would. Oh, also available on uh, Amazon The Razor now. Store and Amazon and yep. other locations, yep. correct. They've all got it now. Uh, yeah. The one bummer is, well, we don't know yet because it's just rumor, but the new phone might have USB-C instead of Lightning, so you may have to this right. May, this thing may go <laughs> obsolete pretty quick. It, um, it it most definitely will go obsolete pretty quick, and and it's kind of pricey. Um, you know, you probably price some of these others uh, that are shaped like controllers, and then you just place your phone in it, mm-hmm. uh, like on a little extra grip, which looks good and feels good. And I like those a lot. 
Uh, this is supposed to be a little more integrated experience. I, I really think at $99, it's kind of expensive. What's weird is it's and less money on the, the the new iPhone one is less. It's a hundred. It's thirty bucks less than the uh, than the ones for uh, for Android. Really, and I don't know why. Right, right, right. One hundred twenty nine for those. Ninety nine for this. Even on yeah. Amazon. So I, I I don't know. It's kind of expensive for what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great experience. But I I decided I was going to re up my Apple Arcade for four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. Uh, I'll talk about the reason why because there's a game. My second game, gonna, the second game I'm going to review is the reason why I decided to do it. Mm. And uh, so it's it's interesting. Now this would be much better if uh, Microsoft had made if Microsoft could have made the deal with with Apple. Uh, oh, for X Cloud, yeah, that would be good, right? For the X Cloud thing, and and maybe and and there's there's some talk about how to manage that uh, that this that eliminates uh, Xbox's centralized app and allows them to put individual games my fervent belief is that they will figure out a way they will figure out a way they'll figure out a way but gigantic uh, market they're going to want to they're going to want to fill there are a lot of kids with ipads and other mobile devices and they uh they very much want to have that in their arsenal i mean microsoft said we're willing to jump through all kinds of hoops so they just got to find a hoop and jump through it and and, you know i'm i'm very excited about the xbox things i don't want to get too too deep in this discussion because there's there's another discussion to talk about microsoft's just as important if not more so yeah um and but i i've i've had mixed feelings i've seen a lot of people very angry about the x cloud and apple uh and microsoft not being able to come to the deal they need to and i'm really not i haven't really been that upset because I'm like, well, you know, Apple Arcade, you know, Apple already has this gaming mm-hmm. thing there. I mean, I, I, I don't see myself playing. Well, people, uh, that, people that have iPhone, uh, iPhones, iPhones, people that have iPhones are upset right. because if they're planning on going full X Cloud and taking advantage of that, then they feel like they're right. being left out. So I totally get that. Um, yeah. Uh, and they are. I just don't but, see myself playing that many xCloud games on my iPhone, but maybe well, I just don't have the right iPhone. If I had maybe a, you know, I have an iPad Pro that I use for a lot of stuff. If I had that yeah. somewhere with a controller, you know, Bluetooth to it, that would be a cool way to play things remotely. Old right. notebooks and stuff like that. Like I'm actually more, I'm less excited about mobile phone and mobile use for the service than I am about um, Your iPad. Old, yeah, well, an old like an old notebook or a crappy old PC, like the browser based stuff, which is coming. Yeah. It's just not there yet. So when that's well, I mean, ready, if you if Chromebook right now and in Chrome is already doing this with GeForce now. So, I mean, right. So you should be I able mean, to at some point here, Microsoft will get further enough in there or further in their their xCloud beta and browsers will be next. So and, th- and they've already said right. so. So that's all good. Yeah. That's really all I care about moving forward. But I really do wish they would strike a deal because there's a big, big chunk of the market they'll be missing out on. Yeah, uh, let's so interesting talk about, things going on. So interesting things going on this week, right? Yeah, big time. So tomorrow, pre-orders for Xbox Series S and X. I um, will be at my local GameStop mask on. Oh, really? You're going to go in person, people. are you? Cool. Yeah, and as long as not more than three people. I'll I'll be going in. I'm assuming there's going to be some type of credit yeah. check thing. I'm sure it's, it's going to be a totally new experience for how to qualify for the pre-order on this thing. So you're going to do the pay down thing. You're going to do the two. Yeah. Well, I just want to know what the experience is like. I'm not going because I'm like, yeah, I'm part of the cutting edge. I'm just curious what this thing is going to be. Yeah. You're doing it for science. And how it's going to do it. Right. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's great. I'm excited to hear how your experience goes. Here's my plan. Mm -hmm. Um, Two weeks ago, if you'd asked me, I was still on board, like full PS4 or PS5 on board. That's where I was headed. 
right. that's all changed in the, in the interim. And it's mostly because um, not only were the prices really aggressive and Sony's been sort of had, they've had to sort of match those prices or at least come close to them. Um, but Microsoft has really sold me on services and they threw an EA play last week as part of game pass ultimate. It's just included or PC or just standard game pass. But basically you get the EA here, come play our games fee for free. Uh, no added cost. And also since then, they, uh, I just did all the math. I started doing the math going, well, all right, do I get Spider-Man Miles Morales on day one if I go this direction? No. Yes. <laughs> if I go PS5, then yes. But I also have to pay 70 bucks for that game. Those games are all going to be 70 now. Um, do I want, do I care so much about having a, you know, some hot new launch title that I must have on day one, or am I okay with the fact that game pass covers a gigantic library of games that are cross saved through my PC and it's all for one price and I'm done. Like it's, they have really, really aggressively convinced me that they may have the better value this, this time. They're also investing heavily in third party or in in third party, first party development. Some of that is acquiring new uh, studios and old studios and making them their own. And today, it was announced Microsoft bought ZeniMax slash Bethesda Softworks what? for $7.5 billion. Bethesda, Bethesda you guys. Bethesda, and they, those people make some games that we are familiar with. <laughs> they make a lot of games people are familiar with. So <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff in my head about this. I haven't really um, been able to you know, get it all straight in my own brain. But basically, right. this is what it comes down to. Uh, some people are worried that this means they lock down any other platforms uh, and it only plays on, you know, Microsoft stuff and services. And that's not necessarily true. If you look at their first major acquisition in the last few years, that was a big deal was Minecraft and they have kept Minecraft in all the places you want it and they've supported it everywhere it is. And they haven't done anything weird to it. If anything, yeah. Minecraft has continued to thrive and do well under their, under their stewardship. So, that's one example I would use. The other example would be they bought Obsidian and uh, then published under the Microsoft Studios name their mm-hmm. game uh, Outer Worlds, which came out on PC, Xbox One, PS4, and the Switch. That's a Microsoft Studios game. So yeah. what, I, what I'm saying is uh, some of these deals were made before, so they have to stick to mm-hmm. those deals. Uh, m- maybe, just maybe, Let's say they said, hey, uh, Fallout 5 is being made. I'm just making this up out of pure thin air. But let's just say, hey, we're working on Fallout 5 or Elder Scrolls 6. We know they're doing that. And now those are Microsoft is the parent company of that output, right? Right, right, right. I think Microsoft would fully intend to release those day and date on their services and everywhere else that wants it. I think it'll be on Steam. I think it'll be on... Epic's stupid store. I think Epic stupid store. I love how you. I love how you give grief to the Epic store. I hate that store. I mean, I love. I don't understand I, why you hate that store. It's, it's built it's like practically it's, not it, even it, a the store. Suck. It's the launcher. The, yeah, but the features blow. It's terrible. Right. That's it, awful place to be. By, getting getting free games over there is great, but I am always very <laughs> hesitant to spend actual money there. I'll do it once in a while. I bought Tony. Yeah, Hawk we had this discussion last week, and yeah. I would I would just love to know what the dividing line is. I don't want to get into it now. But they, I do here's what they gave you. Day. They gave you a web page, basically. Right. And you click on a link that launches a thing. That's it. Like, that's the that's their service. 
They don't have any kind of built-in stuff for community management. They don't have any kind of stuff for like, hey, where are, where are the patch notes for the last six months for this game? Or what does the latest patch include? And, and you know, and, and, and with that, um, Steam Store, uh, there is a lot to be left to be desired. A lots of times I'm like, I'll try to like, it is such a, it is such a round Robin linking system. It's just like, Oh, I just want to quickly look at something about this game. And the next thing I know, I've got to drill down like six menus and I'm like, who's the user design? Who's the user interface designer well, over here? I want I, to kill him. I'm not saying, him. I'm not saying that there's not some bloat over there. There surely is. Right. I'm just saying there's a happy medium somewhere and Epic needs to grow up to that. And I think every single console and gaming platform needs to look at good old games and their galaxy launcher and figure it out because I, I can't stand trying to navigate games on my Xbox or my PS4 or, or none of it. All of it's just not intuitive. None yeah, of games intuitive. UI is games. UI is bad. Front storefront stuff is bad. Storefront They're all doing a terrible. bad job. Yeah. No question. Yeah. But Apple, even the Apple, Apple app store. I don't know what they've done, but me trying to find anything there feels like just a, it's like they're shoving stuff down my throat and just not making it intuitive. Well, part of the problem is certainly steam suffers from this. This There is a glut of content. There's so much. Yes. The app store is full of millions of of apps. The steam store is full of hundreds of thousands of games and apps and navigating it all is tricky. I still think they do better than Epic. Epic is just giving me big, dumb JPEGs to click. and That's (laughs) lame. Which is fine by me because all I'm that. doing is looking for that. the free games. And I do and like free I'm games. I'm not, I'm not lying. And, you know, I won't lie. I go there and get every free game they ever do. Sure. Right. Why and, not? And after that, most of the time I launch it, I usually am, I'm playing it on my, uh, most of the games I play on Epic Store, I'm usually playing on my Mac. And it's usually the ones that are supported uh, through the for, through the GeForce Now. So I don't oh. even really even see. Yeah, I just do store. all PC stuff. So I just not, go to the so store just so I can store. do my little collections. <laughs> will collect it's just not intuitive it's got problems everyone's got problems but i think epic epic's had enough time to, to tweak that thing out and they just haven't done shit with it but anyway it's not the point the point is zenimax bethesda microsoft now owns them um 7.5 billion dollars yeah, microsoft's got money to spend dude and here's the thing they, do. they don't well they had, they had all that money left over from the offer with the uh, tiktok so you know it's like <laughs> yeah they, could put, they could just use it there so the way yeah. I look at it is this. Bethesda's not been in the best shape in recent years. Yeah. Um, overall, they kind of have lost a little bit of vision and and maybe some of that has to do with, you know, I don't know how the bank's going for them, but now the bank will be going really well for them. And assuming Microsoft takes a hands-off approach but wants good creative output and content, this might be a very good thing for Bethesda and what kinds of games they make in the future. Um, right. Now you have Obsidian, one of my favorite RPG developers, and Bethesda, who maybe is a little hit and miss lately, but in the, you know, in the past has been one of the most important developers for me. They are now back under the same roof, which means uh, they own the IP for fallout, but uh, obsidian did fallout new Vegas for Bethesda. Maybe now they're all together. We can get a fallout Vegas of of new Vegas two or some other game that is a fallout game made by uh, obsidian would be an amazing turn of events. And this is as likely as it ever would be doing I don't know what Microsoft is doing and how everything is going in the background, but the output has looked good on the things they've touched recently. 
Well, and that's so what I, doing, I can't right? say there won't be like these documentaries in two years from now about the nightmare <laughs> that was working with Microsoft. But I mean, they could for be. right now, I am very happy with just about everything they're touching. Yeah, and it, let me let me make this clear too. Like this, what they are doing right now, and this is why I think it's important. And again, two weeks ago, I was all PS5. I am not that right. Now. And it's mostly because of this. I see what they're doing. I see what their strategy is. It's almost the only strategy they have, but it's a big one. Sony doesn't have the infrastructure Microsoft has. They don't have the deep pockets Microsoft has. Mm. They have a very successful console, and it's their biggest moneymaker. So Sony's doing fine, but they don't have the breadth of financial depth (laughs) that Mm. Microsoft Mm. has. Mm. Microsoft can spend money all day, and it'll make no difference to anyone if they lose it. So... Some might say, well, that makes them flippant and unwilling to stick behind something. Maybe. But I actually feel like Xbox, they've already proven out that they're willing to stick behind it. That's number one. Number yeah, two, yeah. They're, they're no Google. They're doing the exact same thing that Sony did at the tail end of the PS3 yeah. development cycle. They started investing right. in buying developers. They bought Naughty Dog. They bought other companies and rolled them into, in some in some cases, changed names. They just said, oh, well, that's now Santa Monica Studio, or that's now the thing we call... Uh, Sony Japan or whatever, but these were all existing teams and, and houses. They bought them and they built out first party content where Microsoft sucked at first party for a long time. In between yeah, Halo and the original Gears, you have a pretty big breadth of like, man, they really give us anything new and, and, and unique. And about three years ago, Microsoft started hunkering down on this idea. And we're now mm-hmm. starting to see some of the fruit of it, but also some of the promise of it and acquiring a developer slash publisher slash monster beefy thing like Bethesda is a gigantic move. That's yeah. a gigantic move. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. I don't, it's, it's easy to look at this stuff and say, Oh, acquisitions are dangerous. It eliminates competition. Trust me, plenty of games competition out there. Oh, yeah. Microsoft needs an edge in first party. The gaming, this will the give gaming market has just exploded over the last, you know, yeah, it's like huge. Five, I remember when the entire industry years, was though. worth less than 7.5 billion. So, yeah, so I mean, there is there's a lot more to work with now. Of course, well, you know what that means too. That means a lot of more low end artists are getting screwed and working long hours. Well, maybe I don't know. I mean, I am, I can almost guarantee you somebody's getting screwed over. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> that's true anyway. I don't think getting acquired right, right, right. by Microsoft means you're going to get screwed though. If anything, it means you've right. got more money to rely on, so you don't have to that's screw true. your employees or or lay off entire swaths of people after a game ships that that sort of stuff isn't as much of a problem when you are the parent company, you can't do that right. as, as easily. So Microsoft and Sony are in a pretty good position that way. This doesn't it diminish isn't. by the way, the fact that Sony's going to have some great games. They're going to have some killer first party content. They're going to have the strengths they always have going into this generation, but they are missing some key components that for the first time have given me a little bit of pause and it's not anything they're doing like wrong they're things they just don't have. Like Microsoft's got Azure and a gigantic multi-billion dollar infrastructure behind everything they're doing. Mm. That is undeniably an advantage for them if oh, they yeah, can get so it to much. the if they can get it to the to the customers right. And then the fact Trust that me, I still think about it every time I load up a game on my PS4 and I buy more I buy more disc for my PS4 than I do digital games and and mostly is because I know it's going to take 2 days to download something even on my good download bandwidth. No, they're, they have to fix that. It's, if it's not yeah. better this next time where people should revolt because that was so bad last generation. So bad. But the thing with Microsoft is they 
leaning into services like Game Pass and making it basically the holy grail of Netflix for games, because that's what it is. It's it's closer to that than it's ever been. And we'll just keep going in that direction. That's my that's my pattern. That's how I play now. I'm not interested in got to get that one seventy dollar game for the next three months. I don't do that. Yeah. I played tons of little things and small things and big things and middle sized things and first party things and non first party things. Like I'm all over the map about all the different stuff. So I'm I'm a, a lot of this is coming from my perspective, but for me, it's no longer going to be enough to say, oh, that's where I'll get Spider Man and God of War. Those are two amazing games. Don't get me right. wrong. But is that 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 value proposition isn't what it used to be compared no. to hey how's fifteen bucks a month uh, or less if you're just going to stay away from the PC side and how about hundreds of games including three sixty games and OG Xbox games and everything in between the entire last generation Xbox One games upres this upres that backwards compatibility till daylight plus new games that we're making new products that are coming together S- some old favorites like Halo but also guess what we bought obsidian and bethesda Mm -hmm. and these other developers and they're going to be making new stuff too and i just i don't know i feel like they're yeah i'm I'm with you this being like the netflix because i don't feel like we're getting a bunch of shovelware that's the one thing that microsoft has done really well they could easily have just said hey look here's a bunch of crap we already own uh give us x number of dollars a a month And, and there's been companies who have done this they they just take their existing properties and go instead of selling it to you uh, it, you know, we're, we're just going to say you like rental prices for it. Microsoft's not just going, we're going to give it to you for like a rental price or, you know, or a, a subscri- subscription service. Yeah. They're going like, we're going to give you quality content again and again, and we're going to just keep quality content coming like Netflix does. Yeah, they need to do that. Like Netflix yeah. is the model, HBO Max, that kind of stuff. You make the good content and you make a lot of it and you make it accessibly cheap. Yeah, that's what Game Pass is. It's crazy. It's blowing my mind. Like, like every time I turn around and Microsoft releases something that I'm like, wow, I, I would have paid real money for this. And instead, I just have access to it. Yeah, I'm already giving my money. So whenever the bill comes, I'm like, no problem. Just keep it. Keep sucking it up. When I get my when I get my like, let's say today, today, yeah. I got my Microsoft bill, uh-huh. $15 for the for the ultimate. Yeah, I paid it gladly. Didn't think anything about it. And then like an hour later, I got my PlayStation Plus bill and I said, cancel. Yeah, cancel it. Because what does that give you? It didn't process through because the only reason why I got it last month was so I could play the uh, uh, play the 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 game with the with the blobs and the I told you I was on some medicine. Yeah, Uh, I had some medication going uh, today. Well, well, what was it? Basically, listen to this. PlayStation Plus is basically Epic's PC game store in that every month. Fall Guys. They're, oh, Fall Guys. Every month there's free games to play. Right. Except in Epic's case, it's every week. And in Sony's case, you have to pay for that right. In Epic's case, you don't. You just get free games. Now, that's right. not on a console, so it's obviously a different marketplace and all of that. But And I don't get me wrong. I have appreciated Plus in the past because I've gotten some cool games oh, out of yeah. it. Yeah, me too. But as compared to the value I would get out of Game Pass Ultimate, it's not even close. Not no. even close not even to get close. one or two games a month from Sony. And it, I only get them if I say subscribed. Yeah. yeah. In the Microsoft case, I can, uh, if, if it's a third party that's only going to be there for six months and it's on its way out, I get a massive discount if I want to own it, own it. Uh, if it's a Microsoft property, it's there in perpetuity. Yeah. If somebody partners with them, it's there forever. So, as that stuff gets better and better, it's like, again, like Netflix, you're not going to have the movie leave. It's a Netflix original, so it'll stay. 
It's it's that model. I know that's what they're adopting here, and they have the back end to do it. Sony doesn't. So to me, if you're asking where my value is, now that we know the cost of these actual consoles, mm. and on top of that, they're also saying, oh, and what if it was only 35 bucks a month for the console and Ultimate and for two years, and ultimately the console will cost you 240 instead of 299 for this S and 340 instead of 399 for the X. Like, holy crap, they've covered every... <laughs> They've covered every really possibility, and, and and while you could say, well, on the on the on the Sony side, there's still a simplicity to just buy our console now, buy a game to put in it. You know what I mean? Like it's right. just this old fashioned. Let's just do it. And I think that that worked in their favor this last generation. But we are right, we are right. in new territory, and I'm as surprised Absolutely. as anybody that they're that I'm feeling this way. But I really, I'm so truly, excited because because like you said, it used to be uh, you buy a console and you would have just enough money to maybe buy one to two games to play with it. And you would know that was going to be the two games you were going to play for the next two or three months until more money started coming in or better games started coming out. Yeah, Not so at this time. You're going to be hopping straight in. Most of these games are probably going to be coming from you know, what's already there. And hopefully they're going to have some new things that will make it exciting. But you won't miss a beat. You'll just uh, you'll hop right in and you'll feel like you never left or stepped back in your gaming. You'll feel well, like that, you're that's the thing. Like on Christmas Eve, and on Christmas Eve, if right. you're some 15 year old and you got a PS5, you need to hope that they got you one game at least that you're going to want to play. Right. That game costs 70 bucks. It's a third the cost of the freaking console at that point, <laughs> right. which is crazy, right? And then yeah. You always get one big title, and then they would they would throw in some intellectual property was crap game. You know what I mean? It's just like right. But then if you're also paying the nine bucks or whatever it is a month for for plus, right? Then yeah, you're like, oh okay, I get some cool PlayStation Four games <laughs> that I probably already played and already beat and don't care to play again necessarily. That is very different value proposition. Right. Then over here on this side, a parent says, yeah, we only have a 1080p TV and I don't really care about 4K. So let's just get the S. All right. 25 bucks a month. Going to pay that for two years is all. There's no interest. Uh, we right. easily qualify for it. And he immediately, our son, our daughter, have immediate access to hundreds and hundreds of video games, new and old. Yeah available right now and the son who really likes playing on his pc sometimes is cross saves and and stuff to his pc anyway from the same account like it's not even a question to me that that's not the better value now does that include brand loyalty and there's a lot of other questions right there's a lot of other issues where people are like oh i just want to hump sony's leg and or I just go on to make out with Microsoft, whatever. I, I get that we have those divides in our society as well. Right it's, right, it's weird to me. But what I'm looking for here, if I'm looking for my just sort of honest, straightforward, like where's my value for the dollar I'm spending? Microsoft made a kick-ass argument this time. They and I think made I'm doing it. And it it's, it's funny because you know what I think they've done? I think they have created an instance where usually most gamers get one or the other console, but you could very easily and conceivably go, well, I'm leaning towards the PS five, but why not go ahead and get an Xbox for just a few more, you know, for $25 a month, because that's very affordable to just bump right into it. So you could actually have both consoles for just a little more than, than single console. And the other thing I've noticed is if you you look at the last year of my gaming, I've used game pass PC a ton. So much. I don't have a Xbox, so I've been using that. But 
I've, I use Game Pass on PC a ton, and I haven't touched my PS4 since Spider-Man. It's been right. that long. It's just gathering frickin' dust. And again, right. I'm not ba- bashing on it. What I'm saying is the value hasn't been there. The value is drawing me in a different direction. And I, I think Microsoft royally effed up with Xbox One in terms of overall strategy in the last gen. It's oh, the reason they were yeah. way down in second place. Um, but I really like where they're going. And I think it's, it's, it's going to get me up tomorrow fairly early and on a couple of websites to see if I can't snag a pre-order. I think I'm doing it. Right, right. Which is nuts because a month ago I would have said, well, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like. I could just do Game Pass on PC forever and not really worry about having a thing. And the thing is, what I've learned is Microsoft kind of doesn't care. They don't they really don't care. care if you get their, their, their hardware. That'd be yeah. great if you did. But they don't care that much. What they care is that you are buying into this, this ecosystem where you're getting. And again, it's, it's only worth it if it's giving you the value. Like I always tell people. What do you like about Netflix? Oh, the originals, the sh- this, that, and the other. I love these original movies they're doing, the money they're spending, and great directors, and blah, blah, blah. And they, and they, well, I don't know if any of that's for me. Well, then you shouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Yeah, so, absolutely so not. So their job Just is don't, to prove. Don't do it. Their, their, their job is to prove out the value Man, of this of this ecosystem. And right now, this, it feels valuable. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, I can tell you right now, I mean, you can go get uh, just the old Xbox One and get the game pass and you would still enjoy the crap out of yourself right now. I mean, there's no sense in you can probably pick up one of these things for practically nothing at this point. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you might be able to spend, I don't know what they are in the store. There's still a lot of life left in this thing. I don't oh, have yeah, yeah. any problems running my Xbox. Well, that's the beauty more. of it is it's more like, in fact, maybe part of the reason this appeals to me is it's taking the path of PCs a little bit. It's saying, look, yeah. these last two consoles and the new one and the, and the last generation were both X86 architecture, a lot of simple upgrade pathing, you know, where, where like on a PC, I'm playing games from 2012 before this generation still, because I can, because my PC just goes back forever. As long as right. some horrible thing happens, it doesn't happen with windows. I'm pretty much playing games. I want for as long as I want to play them. I was playing uh Warhammer space Marine and realized, Oh my gosh, I think came out in 08 and it's running yeah. just fine on my PC. It's no problem. So, they're kind of starting to go that direction because so much of their library, all PS or excuse me, all Xbox one games playable, all of them. So that upgrade path right. done. So uh, 360 tons of 360 games had the work done for them. And so they're oh, all yeah. there. Some OG games on the original Xbox from freaking 2001. They're there. So we're reaching back 20 years worth of game stuff for people. And they're all part of the pass. You don't have to own yeah. all those games. You just play those games. And so, that compared to what? Well, Sony's like, all right, we'll give you a handful if you pay for our subscription. And these are some of the PlayStation 4 ones. Oh, and by the way, a lot of PlayStation 4 games will play on here, but not all of them. And the ones that do, they require PS4 controllers. They won't work with the f- PS5 controller. Right. right and right. Uh, oh, one other thing, uh, no PS3 compatibility or two or one. I'm not sure that's going to p- pan out f- well for them. Once right. people get their head around the value proposition, because it isn't very valuable. Now, if it's just a, if it's like, you know, to some degree, Apple buyers or other people that are just buying into the prestige of the brand they love, well, then that's a whole other issue. And I guess good luck to you. <laughs> but I, I tend to do this based purely on value. In the last generation, Sony was the value. Nintendo was a value. Microsoft wasn't yeah. a value for me. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the last generation, Sony won hands down. I, I didn't even get... Uh, my Xbox until later uh, mm-hmm. in the console's 
age and i think the switch still has uh like i think all the consoles currently still have a good bit of life i wasn't feeling like that during the ps my ps3 and my xbox 360 when the new consoles came out i was really starting to feel like my other game consoles were really starting to suffer i was ready for the next thing yeah and i I can't say that this time around i mean i i feel like i I don't i'm not gonna send my xbox one anywhere i'm I'm just gonna it's just gonna I don't know what I'll do with it. Maybe I'll put it in the living room. Maybe it'll maybe it'll it'll live somewhere else. But it 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 won't. It yeah, won't languish. We're we're, we're at that languish. point. We're at that point of diminishing returns where yeah, you, know, you just these are less obsolete, <laughs> and there's not the 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 giant jump in graphics and things aren't exactly as pronounced. Like we're we're just in a new place. I feel like Microsoft's been sniffing that out a little better. That's all. Right. And they may have, I mean, what's funny is some of the ideas that are working for them now were ideas they were trying with the, with the one, they just didn't know how to. Right, yet. Right. So to it's it. almost yeah. like they knew they, they knew they had to head this direction, more yeah. digital, they didn't, more access. They didn't, they, more their whatever. biggest problem, and we knew it right away with the, with the, with the Xbox one was the, the glaring problem with no real relationships with game, uh, gaming studios because they had let all those pretty much die. Yeah. And, you know, Sony was like, in bed with all the studios and was just making all these great deals. And so we knew right away and it takes, it takes a long time mm-hmm. to, to cultivate those relationships. I so. would argue, I would argue it took Microsoft most of this current generation it just took, to yeah, get it here. Took just about the whole time. Just to get here. And in Sony's case, that was true toward the tail end of the PS3. They didn't just come into this all set to go. The same yeah. kind of criti- criticisms were aimed at Sony early in the PS3 days because yeah, they also hadn't cultivated a ton of first party content. Right. And at that time, it was still, you know, Nintendo was still in that fight and was, you know, providing a a, a, a weird piece of competition with the Wii, but but they they outsold a weird Wii. Else. What's wrong with your weird Wii? That's still the highest selling console of that generation. It did really it well. So now you have a Nintendo that's like way over here doing whatever it does now. That's like totally different than everybody else is doing. Yeah, and that's switch, cool the too. Switch is the Switch. I had somebody ask me the other day. It was like uh, my my eight year old wants to get a wants to get a game system. What should I get them? And I was like, well, what are they used to playing? They're playing, they play phone games. Like, just get a switch. They're probably not going to, if they haven't been used to playing a console, eh, they're not going to dig a console. Well, they might, but I, I just think the switch is, is is its own unique little bastard, you know, and it's little bastard. Look at you over there. Nintendo's always carved out their little special place of first party games that nobody else can make. And, Right, they they aren't even on the same release schedule. Like a new Switch, like a new generation of yeah. Switch, or whatever's next, will happen like halfway through this next generation of these current <laughs> ones that are being launched. So it's like they're not even in the same. They compete, but they don't compete. It's weird, right? They're yeah, weird. All of them are kind of that way. Even even the Xbox and the PlayStation, we're 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 talking about the different, uh, you know, arguments about it. But I mean, really, they've almost all have created these. Their their niches and they're kind of all. I don't know if they'll suffer greatly from like prior. It was like you could really just you could lose out a, yeah. a, a generation, but I think everybody's going to be a winner this generation in some in some form or fashion. Well, I basically I have business fine. money I have to spend on one of the consoles. I think I've locked in on on Microsoft. I think that's happened. Right. Well, I mean, business money. I mean, come on. I mean, are you I'm really going to fill the? I'm not. Are you really going to fill the pinch of twenty five dollars? I mean, because you're already going to save because. Because you'll no longer have to have the five dollars you spend now, so you can well, I'm just going to get so, the thing. I'm just going to get it. So basically, just, twenty. Oh, you're going to buy out. You're yeah, not going to. I'm gonna, just going to buy it. Yeah, I'm not going to do. I don't oh. need to do the financing on this one. I'm just oh. going to spend that. I got like five hundred bucks that I have set aside in 2020 to spend right. on a console. 
as right. part of my tax plan for business spending. Which sounds right. weird, I know, but that's the way this stuff works when you do this for a living. So I'm going to spot. I'm, gonna, I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing down. the plan. I also have been putting back money because before they announced the prices on the Xbox, I had been putting back a, a part of every month of my uh, Patreon and Twitch support in preparation and assuming that the console would be around five hundred dollars. And so I also have the money put back, but I kind of am curious. I want to have the experience of this new type of purchasing i i want to i want to experience it and be pissed about it or be joyed about it yeah i want to I see want how it goes it. i want to see how it goes because right now yeah. it sounds like stupid simple it's like go in it does and i, I, I want to see i just want to see what this is like it's like our old you know two-year um freaking satellite di- uh, or you know cable bill uh contracts where it'd be two-year right. contract on a cable bill it's a little like that, except it's something you actually want and can control. Right. It and, does a lot like a cell phone deal. Yeah, a little I bit mean, like that. Yeah, yeah. They're well, and what will happen at the end of the cell phone deal? Will it with the end of my two-year contract? Will they offer me a newer or different console? I'm curious about this whole path. Yeah, it makes a lot me of, interested. A lot of questions about that, and they haven't really said. Um, oh, I would assume in two years there's no new Xbox. Right, but it's entirely possible that in three years there is, and you. I don't know. Like in say, the mid middle of generations, usually they they come out with like you know a special edition or has a little more memory or has. A yeah, but it's always difference. more than two years. It's like, I mean, the Xbox. In fact, they never do that. What you're talking about, they never do. The only time they've ever done that is this last generation, the very first time they ever did that right. with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox X or uh, yes. uh, Xbox One yeah. X. Both right. of those were very incremental increases. And they also came way late in those generations, well beyond two years. So hmm. it, you're going to own, here's my my guess. I could be wrong. Here's my prediction. Right, right, right. You're going to go in there and you're going to say, all right, 35 a month. I'm ready. Let's go. In two years, you'll own the console. You'll be done paying it and you'll own it. And it'll be at least another two years before there's any kind of upgrade because they right. want you to do it anew. They want you to do it afresh, not just send another. They don't want you to, at the exact time the two years is up, say, all right, here's my old one. Give me a new one. I don't think they want to do that. It's going to be an interesting deal with the devil at the end yeah. of my contract. That's all I can say. They're yeah. going to have to, because it's, it's going to be like, oh, it's been two years, and, and in the last couple of months, you haven't been putting out really any new content. And my, and my console is kind of languishing over here. I'd be like, uh, oh, we're about, to, we're about to end our little contract, Microsoft. You don't think they're going to come up with something? You don't I mean, think they're going to come at me going, they might. hey, Brian? They might. Yeah. They very well might. I, I don't know, though. I mean, I think they're going to come at me, man. They're going to give S people uh, a, an upgrade <laughs> path. I'm sure of that. But if you're getting an X, I just can't right. see in two years. I right. don't know. I just can't see it. It's possible. I'm doing the X. I'm doing X. Yeah, I'm doing the X as well. I'm not going to get the yeah, X. Yeah, I got to do the X. For a hot minute, I thought I might, but I'm, I am I don't want the small. I can't drive. do the S because it looks stupid. I'm sorry. It looks stupid. It looks cool I don't like in it. the unboxing. It I, I watched the unboxing. It actually looked cool on the unboxing. It's better than it still, still images. <laughs> I kind of like it. I like these basic ass shapes. I think it's fine. <laughs> the, the PlayStation 5 one's fine too, but it's just a little too wacky. It's like. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I don't know. You know I me, yeah, I've, 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 I haven't changed. I still want my, uh, I want my entertainment centers because that's who I am. I'm an entertainment center kind of guy. And yeah. if I can't stack it with my other components, I'm going to be mad at you. Well, so don't do to, that. You'd be able to stack the, uh, good point. I guess the S will stack less because you get that weird, that weird vent. 
But they got to right. get they got to push heat out of there somehow. So why not? I guess I don't know. <laughs> this, these both these new consoles, both Sony and Microsoft's entries, these are all about heat distribution this time. It's, there's no right. question. Like that thing's got a big old ass vented freaking fan monster at the top of that X. Fan the PlayStation monster. is that PlayStation is huge. It's the size it of is, a PC case. It's gigantic. It is so huge and so stupid looking. It reminds me of the uh, first PS3s when those came out. I hated those stupid things. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm going to hate this one too. Not because it didn't look cool. Because they look cool. You want to uh, hear my impression of a PS3? A thing. Here's my impression of a PS3 when you turn it on. You ready? Do it. Uh, yeah, right? That thing Everything was so, was so hot in that generation. It was so it was like, You need some coolers to throw on that thing. They didn't know what to do yet because no. the heating thing was just starting to be a problem. So you had red rings of death on Microsoft's side for heat problems. Yeah. And you had heat problems causing just like, it sounded like aircraft taking off when your PS3 was yes. on. Yes. PS4 Pro is kind of bad too. PS4 is not so bad, but PS4 Pro is super loud. Right. Anyway. You know what I love? Yeah. We, 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 we've been trying to talk about a little topic at the beginning of each episode, and man, we really went to town today. Are we even going to have time to talk about our Hell yeah. all of our games? You want to skip a few of them? What we're we going to do? do, I'll tell you what, let's do our top, uh, top pick one. for each one, guess our right. game, and then we'll save this email for next week. Actually, Perfect. not true. It's so short, I'm going to read it today. So yeah, we totally okay. got this. Check this out. <laughs> Guys, I played a game I really liked and I want to talk about. Wait, you played a game you liked? Yeah, I did. I try cool. not to talk about games I don't like, so that's a not should right. be a big shock right. to everybody. You ever scrap one? You ever like you ever start the week off, start playing and go, this is stupid. Uh yes. I have scrapped them before, in fact, I frequently. I, I have too. done that. Yeah. Uh not today. Today I'd like today. to share with you guys a game called Hot Shot Racing. And the Ooh. reason I'd like to share it with you is because it's cool. Did any of you grow up going to arcades and playing Daytona USA or uh Virtua Racing? which were both Sega products. Did you play them, Brian? Were you into those? I played them. I loved them, and I want to live them. Daytona. I used to love that song. Daytona. Anyway, this Ooh, is... Ooh, I saw this. Yeah, this you is, probably uh, saw it. It's very striking. It, the minute you see it, you go, oh, it's one of these. So it's very much like uh, that era oh, wow. of, of Sega racers. And so it's kind of, you know, low polygon, but kind of cool lighting. Yeah. Um, it's very true to it though. In fact, when you listen to the sound on this thing, it's like, choose a level and you choose. A oh level. yes, please. Your checkpoint breached. And it's just that, that voice and all that stuff. It's super over the top, <laughs> crazy, crazy taxi slash Daytona era. What's, game. what's the music like? Is this oh, all it's super Sega game music? Yeah. Time. It's a lot. Actually, a comparison I would use for the music would be like fall guys uses a very similar soundtrack. Right, um, right. And then you pick a character and they're all stupid and cheesy, but great in their own dumb way. <laughs> um, I like Marcus from <laughs> from uh, he's from Jamaica. He's cool. I picked that. Guy yeah, because he's, he's always going. Yeah, man, I raised my car against you, man. That kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, this blonde guy they're picking on the video right now. His name is Mike. He's from the U.S. And he's I so, he's so basic. I basic Mike, baby. Hate Mike. Oh, what kind of weirdo costume is that to have? That's what I'm saying. Right. It's dumb. Uh, I play this on stream a little bit too. So some people saw me play this. Um, it gives you a choice between automatic and manual transmission. You pick your one of four cars to start with. You unlock more cars as you go. And you can also modify those cars as you go. And you spend currency that you earn when you win races. The races themselves are very arcade. They're like, if you don't, 
get to the checkpoint, checkpoint with, before right. the timer runs out, you lose. Right. Like it's almost like they're asking for more quarters, except there are no no quarters. It's just sort of right, right. Just get there. You just in like time. flat out lose. You got to start from the beginning of the. Basically, yeah. So this is yeah. the kind of thing you would have bought back in the day. You would have bought a 32x to stick into your Genesis so that you could play a game that kind of looked like this. Um, right. It's very fun. They kind of nail the feel of one of the, these kind of games in a way that I was super impressed with. It it uses that simplicity to its uh, to its advantage. There's great drifting in the game, so you're just drifting around right. corners. Feels really good. It's a little car bit collisions. Oh yeah, definitely car collisions. Although nothing too like you know, it's not burnout where everyone's shattering right. a billion pieces. But you know, there's car enough damage. of that where it feels feels meaty. Um, there's a turbo thing that you earn each each. Oh, I forget how you earn them. Maybe it's by hitting the the checkpoints. This, you get some turbo this, meter. Something about this this uh, track really reminds me of the old Need for Speed. Something about oh, interesting. Yeah, I kind of get that. I can see track. that. Sure, the cars are the cars are the old school stuff, but like the an track old, is uh, very much influenced, like an old three DO version of Need for Speed. Yeah, yeah, I could I could totally see where you're coming from. Back before it was a a great series and then a dumb series again, which they should right. fix. But anyway, it's, it's super straightforward. Uh, you want to run races? It's are very arcadey. Uh, a lot of lot of really you know wheel grip and action. Some of these uh, some of these other races give you a real hard time. Here's what I like, though. It takes that fun arcade stuff for the actual gameplay, but it throws in a whole progression thing that you're used to in more modern games. So unlocking car parts and new car designs and paint jobs and skins and like all the things you sort of expect from a a game these days of almost any genre. It's like they they have unlocks. They have abilities to do new things, speed up your car, modify your car or whatever. I really, really like it. A lot. How much did you pay for this game? I paid developer code for it. <gasps> developer um, code money? How'd you get that? They just sent me a code out of the blue, and I went, yeah, I will play this. And then I've been so pleased with it. Um, it's not too bad. It's 19 on Steam. It's also available on Switch for the same price. Oh. I don't know about Xbox One or PS4, because I didn't look hmm. at the PS4. Um, anyway, it's very cool. Wait, not Jim in the chat room. I'm, am I reading the, are you saying it's on the game pass? <gasps> Free Rangers is correct. He's saying it is oh. on the game pass. See, that's the other thing. Stuff is so often on game pass and I don't even think to look first. I got to remember to look first right. all the time, but in my case, I got a code. So well, I know what I'm playing some this week. Is it multiplayer? Can we play like against each other online? Uh, that is a great question. I didn't look at multiplayer. Let's just see if they say it's in there in the steam page. I think it says yes. Online because- co-op and oh yeah, oh. I, knew, I knew this cause I tried it. Got online co-op and shared split screen co-op as well. Oh, oh, oh. so there's no Brian's got himself a Ferrari steering wheel. Oh, I take it back. Made. Online PvP and all of it. So you're good to go. You're, oh. It's all, oh, yeah. all the fun and none of the trouble. It's got a. So there's hot, a thing in race car games yeah. that we used to do a lot of, like when we play multiplayer games. Yeah. And it's very game breaking. But I used to race against my friends, and if you would get too far behind your friend, you'd just turn your car around so you could like head-on collision your friend. Do you do that? Is that something no, you because do? in this game, if you if you miss the the timer on the, the checkpoint, checkpoint it cuts you off. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. done. But is that something you do in race games? If if there's an option? Oh yeah, if you have the option to do it, sure, you go back right. on the other side and smash it. Right. I mean, if you're already if you're gonna lose, you might as well help the other person lose as well. Yeah, right? I used to do okay. that on uh, on Wipeout, and I would smash Wipeout. a bit in the face uh, back on right. the three. 
brilliant. Uh, it's cool. It's just a great one of those. And they made a they did a great job here. By the way, the uh, to give the developers some credit here, it is Sumo Digital Limited and Lucky Mountain Games yeah. made it. Published by uh, Curve Digital. You've seen them before. They make lots of I they publish a lot of games. Came uh, out uh, just this past month on the tenth. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. And a whopping twenty bucks, like you shit, like you said. That's like a, that's yep. good stuff. It says here in the description, Hotshot Racing is a blistering fast arcade style game fusing hand. Uh, sorry, fusing hand. I don't know why I keep saying hand. Fusing drift handling. <laughs> Razor sharp retro visuals using your hand to the steering wheel and an incredible sense of speed to create an exhilarating driving experience. I think it's very, very good. And worth your money. Shot racing. How yeah. uninspired. Not shots. Shot. And, and yes, oh, it's, it's a stupid name. So there's no S on it. It says hot shot. Hot racing. shot racing. It's not a cool name by any stretch. It's not a cool name. They should have called this uh, low poly junior. I don't know what they call right, it. But right. Something. Something else. Take, it deserves yeah. more. Because look at that, man. Just look at this thing. Oh, look it's, at that. It's a good looking game. Yeah. It's a good looking. But what you think they were trying to name it like uh like you would expect to be named if it had been made during that time? Because I these aren't names that I would remember hot shot racing. Oh, I would have never called it. If this. I was in the arcade and I saw a hot shot racing, I'm like, I'm not playing that. Yeah. I'm dropping right? my I'm dropping my coin in there. Forget it's, that crap. Sometimes you just want a dumb, fun racer. This is one of those. And I have. I actually have a code for one of those as well. Didn't talk about it this week because I didn't get much uh, much playing into it. But it's, I think it's called uh, Inertia Drifting or something like that. Oh. It's all a, based around drifting. And it looks really cool. I, gotta, I like drifting. Gotta play it. Drifting is cool. Yeah. Anyway, available everywhere. Go check it out. Brian, tell me about As Far As The Eye. Oh, I'm going to tell you about as, the far, as Far As The Eye. So what is The Eye? It is where you are trying to take your pupils in this strategy game mm. uh, that is turn-based. Yep. And you're tr- you, are, you are the wind, Scott. Whoa. You are the sigh. You play as the sigh. Really what you're doing is you're God-moding it. And you're telling the the pupils what to do. So the pupils, uh, you you tell them to uh, when they get to what's called a halt, which oh, is a biome. I want this game. I saw this you somewhere. Should, it is beautiful. It just came out. Yeah, uh, it is developed uh, by Unexpected, and it is published by Goblin Studio. Uh, and they did send me a review code for this, so I did play it that way. I played this on the PC Steam. It's supposed to be coming to the Epic Game Store if it's not already there. It just came out on September the 10th. That was on a Thursday uh, this year. Um, So what you're doing is you're building a mobile village. Uh, You're commanding these pupils, not really commanding as much as making uh, suggestions as as the voice of the wind. Uh, You'll notice if you look at me play here, uh, across the bottom is a timeline, a bar. It is the impending doom, the nemesis of the game. It is the flood. So you are trying to get these pupils, as they are called. You're trying to gather resources uh, for trips between biomes, which are called halts. And in order to move to the next halt, you have to have those resources collected. And then you move to the next halt before the flood comes, which is in so many turns. Um, The game itself is gorgeous. I love how it looks. I love how it handles and it's, it's, it's a keyboard game, but it doesn't have to be. Now, I have made very little use of my Steam uh, game controller. Uh, but Do you know why? Because it's garbage, that controller. It's garbage. Well, no, no, it's not garbage. The, the, the controller is an amazing controller. However, it doesn't really have a lot of purpose 
uh, unless you find a thing like this game, which is as far as the eye. Yes, uh uh-huh. And so what it has is it has a, if you just have need of a couple of keys like WASD and, you know, and mouse movement, uh, this has got that. So there's like the trackpad where the, the with typically we'd have your right pad on a yeah. controller. You have like a touchpad that also works as a trackpad. Right. Uh, and it, it allows you to do mouse movements. This is the perfect game. If you have a Steam game controller and you're wanting to play this on TV and you want to cast it, as for, far as the eye, this is like the one that I have found that's just worked really well uh, with that. And I really enjoyed just picking, you know, because it's a little bit much to use the keyboard and mouse just to clicky click around. And I wasn't, you know, it's only like I said, just a couple of keys yeah. and a mouse. No big deal. Sure. All right. So there is survival. It is a roguelike. Is it real time uh, or turn based? I can't tell because it, it, is, it, is, like it is. It is. It uh, is. It is. It is turn based. Okay. Uh, but only in the fact. Is turn based on the fact that you're not competing against anyone other than your own time limit. So what you want to do is you want to make assignments and you want to be clear in everything you do, and then you cycle the day forward. Uh, so you usually have you start out with like three move points for your characters, and they can move between these uh, these tiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, these tiles have resources on them, uh, and you can collect wool, wood, uh, and ore, oh, and stone, cool and other such things as that. And reason why you're collecting those is because you'll want to eventually specialize your pupils. I really like what they got going on here with these pupils. The pupils are uh, are are like these. They start as a base character, mm-hmm. and they have t- they have no uh, you know, they have no style. They're just a gray blob with a poncho. Uh, then you can you can assign them a task, and as you assign them task they'll start gaining experience in that task Mm -hmm. and they will turn into or morph into a character. So like the main character that you usually see when you start is a red panda and the character will turn into a red panda as they gather items, uh, which makes it real easy to see uh, what the character is doing. Uh, And none of the characters are really, because you get to learn their names and get to know a little bit about their personalities and their skills. They have, you know, they have default buffs when it starts because these are all procedurally generated when you start, when you arrive at a halt. Right. That makes uh, sense. And, and you travel as a tribe and you can see on the screen right now, if you're looking, uh, there's a, there's a big rhinopolophus. I'm not even sure what they call it, but it's kind of like a rhino and a buffalo uh, or a hippopotamus. It's some kind of hybrid animal. He's a pack animal and you have so much space that you can pack on the back of that animal as he carries you from halt to halt. And, uh, What's fun about that is, as you collect resources that you need for each travel, you'll sometimes have extra resources. What you do with those extra resources, where you pack them up and you take them with you, but you don't just pack them up anyway. Each one of these, uh, each one of these resources has a shape, like a Tetris shape. So, in order to put it on the back of the pack animal, you have another screen that pops up, and it's a grid, and you have to figure out how to fit all of your little elements with these little Tetris shapes onto the back of the pack animal. Mm. So I started out on this game thinking, eh, this game is going to be a little too simple. It's going to be kind of stupid. There's there's no real bad guy. There's no nemesis. And that's actually one of the complaints you will hear from people say there's really not uh, a necessarily a motivating factor to go forward other than the flood is coming. Yeah. Uh, as the flood gets closer, you have what's called vagaries, which are, you know, it, it's where situations change. So you'll have locust. It's basically plagues, right? Yeah, sure. 
And so the reason why plagues are bad is because they'll usually attack your structures, which you've built. Like, let's say you build a uh, you build a place to uh, get the wool. You'll have to build an area to get that wool from the animals so you can store it in there. So you have to build that. But then if the building can be destroyed by these vagaries and that can definitely slow things down when you're trying to get to the next to the uh, to the next level yeah, man, or the next damned uh, vagaries. Right. The dang vagaries are always coming at me. Being all vague. And so, yeah. so your your creatures can die as well because if they if they get sick, these vagaries will come in and they'll like, let's say uh, there's mosquitoes that hit the swamp tiles. Uh, by the way, the different tiles, swamp tiles, maybe sometimes take more move points to go across so it can kind of slow your progress down. Uh, but also if it gets infected with like mosquitoes, your your character can get infected and if you don't have any potion to heal them they can die and their poncho will just be there and you'll no longer have access to that character at that halt luckily usually when you go to the next halt you'll usually pick up another character or another uh, tribe will be coming through Mm -hmm. and you can communicate with them and they'll usually give you three options you can communicate trade or get someone to uh come come aboard yeah uh so I'm not doing this game nearly enough justice because this game get, this game gets pretty complicated all the way down to cooking. Uh, some of your pupils will take on the skill tree of cooking and or skill will is what it really is. It's like a will. Yeah. And uh, you keep you keep upgrading that character in that specific area. So if he if you decide to make a character uh, take the path of that cook, you know, they won't do architecture. Yeah. You'll have to assign another character to do that. And of course there's perks to doing that. Yeah. Uh, so I've really had a good time. The music is incredible. The artwork is a pleasure to look at. Um, I love watching the little animatics, yeah. the little animations of the characters doing their little resource gathering. Dang it, dude. Um, I want this game. I'm trying to see I like I- the whole idea. It's very zen. Yeah. Um well, like I said, I would like to see. I would love to see in as far as the eye and this is my personal preference. I would love to see uh, like, like a nemesis, like somebody who is r- truly trying to stop me uh, because they, they deal a little bit with, uh, with, with mysterious ancient artifacts. Yeah. So you can train a druid yeah. or you can, or you can put, how about let me put it this way? You're not really training. What you're doing is you're putting a pupil on the path uh, to become a druid. And how that happens is by the task you assign them. And then they will morph into that druid character. And you'll know they're a druid character because they'll look like a druid character. Oh, they reject me. That's why. That's why I didn't get it. Oh, they rejected you? That's terrible. But when did you ask? Because it might have been a while ago. Uh, A while ago. Well, when I just saw it on Keymailer, I went, yeah, I'll try this. Right. You may want to pull it back out and re-ask again because I didn't didn't have any trouble. But it only just launched, Scott. I mean, it, it just launched like last week. How do you do it that? Just, how do you, how do just you, so, you, so you can just, re, you can, if, oh, they declined it. Ooh, I don't know. I know you can withdraw a request, but I don't know if they yeah, declined it. Maybe if they, they declined it, I don't think, just, I don't think they do. I don't think you get it. I think they just say, well, right. You're declined. You don't have the, uh, the little thing, the option for it anymore. No. Well, if you can't do that, uh, it's been on sale. Um, I think it's been on sale recently. And right now it's sitting at around $25, but I've seen it for nineteen ninety nine. I want to say that's on fanatical. It's on Game Pass by chance. It is. I did not see it on Game Pass. <laughs> I think it's only in the Epic Game Store and on Steam. Okay. Currently. Okay. I expect this to go elsewhere. 
And I didn't even talk anything about the balloons, by the way. Kit Lund is pointing that out, but she's right. So uh, the balloons, the balloons seem are, cool. Are, yeah, the balloons really there. signify not much more than that's that's how they carry uh, the, the 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 objects that they carry. Okay, and you can also there's a lot of neat little things you can quickly and easily. Uh, the the interface design, whoever did the UI, did a fantastic job. You can move uh, and and choose your characters very quickly. Um, you can you can change the colors on your characters so you can more easily see them. When one of them dies, you can choose to uh, you could start back over on the on the halt, or you could just say it's okay. Um, when you're playing this, when you first start, you can play through a campaign. It's five chapters. Uh, and each chapter requires usually going across like three or four halts before you get to the eye to complete that chapter and usually do it with different characters who have different skill sets. Uh, and it, there's a large tutorial that kind of guides you through everything. As a matter of fact, when I stopped using the tutorial, I forgot how to pack up before the wave appeared and I've actually gotten wiped out with the wave and it's very scary. Mm. The wave is scary. Ain't if you never did, if you, you got to at least get the wave at least one time. Yeah. You probably could avoid it, but it's, it's really neat to see it come in. By the way, there's also knowledge points uh, that that uh, that you can apply to. There's so many modifiers. That's what's great about this Sounds game. Like, there's just yeah. so many modifiers to the game that just make it really layered. And the, like I said, the story as well and the and the narration is a lot of fun. It's, it, it, it really sucks you in. I, I spent easily a good six to eight hours this week playing this matter of fact more than that because i spent four hours playing it sunday just sitting down strategy game yeah in one session so well do me here's what should happen if it start if you ever get cold at night um, right get a bucket and get a bucket get some lighter fluid and then take your steam controller put it in the bucket (laughs) and then you i'm telling you man squirt it up and then you light it on fire and let it melt i don't need it often but i'm telling you man this is an amazing controller for a very limited set of games yes limited set yeah very if you paid on for if you were one of those poor suckers that paid 49 for it i feel i did pay 49 for it and i don't regret it at all because like i said the games i've man i got like i got i literally have like 20 (laughs) controllers i mean come on so here's brian everybody he says um, I don't like Steam, but I love Steam controller. But I also love Steam. So no, you love. I love Steam controller. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta controller. Put, you got to put a controller on there. All right, but I couple. like it. I like what I don't like. Yeah, I'll tell you what I don't like. What well, you don't like? I don't like the most pointless thing ever, which is that Steam Link. They don't sell that thing no more. Yeah, it had potential because you know streaming games to your PC made sense or to your TV and stuff made sense and all that. Mine yeah, never but, worked I mean, right. Mine was never the, good. The only true advantage, okay, so if you ever used it through the Wi-Fi, it was useless. Horrible. It was pointless. Even though my Horrible. really good I great, Wi-Fi. Yeah, same. I have great Wi-Fi. It never worked right. It, drove me crazy. it never worked right. So you had to have it wired. But I'm like, most PCs come with HDMI cables. Why not just run an HDMI cable to where you need it to? Because otherwise, you got to run a network cable. So unless you're living in a house that's already re- pre-wired with network but not HDMI, yeah. I mean, I, agree. I really didn't see the point at it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the fact that I got that and the controller for five bucks was fine because I right. just wanted to test them, but they not great. I had not a, great. I had an easier time streaming Steam games to my G4 or my uh, Nvidia Shield. Shield, TV yeah, the Shield, Shield worked well. It worked great, Wi-Fi and everything, yeah. no problem. I don't understand yeah. why the yeah. why the freaking branded Steam one so, sucks so bad. 
it was totally underpowered. It was just so underpowered. It, it was such a limited, once again, it was a very limited solution to a problem that was just, it, it, it was just pointless. That's why I was so nervous, not nervous, but the reason I never, well, there's a lot of reasons why I didn't pull the trigger on, on the high end valve, uh, VR thing. VR. Right, right, right. Whatever it's called. The valve yeah. Uh, um, index. Oh, the reason geez. I didn't get the index is because there you go. Partly is because I feel like I've gotten burned by steam hardware in the past. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make something decent or not. I mean, maybe they'll source it somewhere. That's good. But these last couple of times, you kind of bit me in the I, a-hole for, I was only five. Like bucks, I but. said, man, this controller is, garbage. it is an amazing oh. feat. Oh, it really garbage. is. That's a weird way to, sp- to pronounce garbage. It's a weird pronunciation. No, I'm telling you, man, this is a, this is a really good, well-built controller that, like I said, very limited usages, but it's still you cray cray. I, I like it. I like uh, it. A quick note: I am uh, playing again. I started over because I only had five percent of it done, and I don't know why I stopped in the first place. I think I just needed to get out of the hype window because this happens sometimes. Like kind of like the Mad Max game. I finally beat it, and I loved it. And I right one hundred percent. It's just a great game, and I'm in the mood for open world. So I cracked back open Middle Earth: Shadow of War from 2017, and I'm loving it. Uh, they took out all the all the controversy about microtransactions. That's all gone. It's just out of the game. They don't have it now, and so that happened a long time ago too. But I needed to get away from the 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 um, the, the the overhanging fruit that was the controversy mm. of that game before I could really truly enjoy myself. I think I'm there now, and I am loving that game. Ooh. It's great. It's great. So I already owned it. I'm playing it. Shadow. Or Middle Earth Shadow of War. It's great. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It says here you've been uh, busy with... Uh, oh, you're going to GameStop. You already mentioned that. Very yeah. exciting. Very. You're going to have to report Very. on that. You know, you have to... I will. I'm going to report on it. because I, I have a feeling that I'm probably going to be the only person in there. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to order it. Yeah. And uh, they're probably going to type my information into the computer. You're probably and, smart. Uh, because and then they're going to go, congratulations, sir. Yeah, nobody's uh, we'll, going to go we'll to these stores individually. You're going to actually beat the crowd and not have to deal with right. like crap. I think you're I'm, smart. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's a nightmare, so it'll make an interesting story. How about that? <laughs> uh, Pre-Rangers are totally right. It was never a bad game. It's just gamers have a way of creating stink clouds sometimes when there's a release. Mm. Same thing happened with Batman Arkham Knight. An amazing game. But it had a really rough launch on PC for a lot of players, not me. It was fine for some reason. I don't know why. Right. But it just sours the milk when everyone's complaining and leaving zero score Metacritic reviews and just being a-holes generally online. I've got to get to a place where I don't care about that stuff at all anymore or I avoid it completely and go with my gut and trusted sources. And that's it. Because... It that game was awesome at launch and it's fine now and we're out of the window. Now something like No Man's Sky, yes, launched very rough. No question. It's amazing now. Love that game now. So, so there's good. there's there's obviously it's all you know, they're gonna have different mileage depending on what you're talking about here, but I'm 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 sick of the world telling me what I should like. F off, world. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell them. I like for, my Steam controllers. Except for Steam Steam controllers, except for that. <laughs> Separate. I know there's so much hate about this Steam controller. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I think it's fine. Yeah. So it's fine. It is fine. What you're saying is true. In a, in a world of, uh, we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to video game, cool things. If this is my only fine. controller, I'd be pissed. Of course you would, because it would suck. 
It would absolutely but suck. But it's a secondary thing you can most. experiment things with and do weird stuff yeah. that you can't do with another controller. Okay, sure. I'll give you that. Uh, what else? That's it. Let's do an email. Oh, no, let's do Guess My Game. Let's do that. Great. Jeez, oh, everything's going off. It's a me, Mom. All right, we're going to do Guess My Game. We play a clip from a game of your, and one of us tries to guess each other's game. I'm going to start, and uh, Brian, we're going to see how you do here. This is probably going to be really hard, but I will say, think pre-NES. It's probably going to be obvious that that it's pre, but you may not know what it is. So anyway, here it is. Check it out. Play this a lot at my friend's house. trying to come back up it does a little i mean you're in the right you're in the right era ish right right but <laughs> oh my gosh what is this game any idea no i play, can you play a little more again can you play it again yeah here it comes See, that's the part that should give it away for you if it's if anything does because the rest of it's just right stupid but this first part That's their that's their oh, attempt at like crowd noise and whistling. Yeah, that does kind of sound familiar. Is it? Oh, is it joust or something stupid? <laughs> Free Rangers. It's the new Call of Duty, isn't it? Um, no, it is not joust. I've uh, done joust here before. This is. I'll I know ahead. that's the reason why I didn't think it would be joust. I'll but it feels like you. if I, I for some reason I can see this game, mm. and I feel like it's like platforms on a screen. Oh well, you'd be wrong. It's. It's I'd be wrong. In okay. television baseball. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. I didn't see that in my mind at and all. I loved that game because A, it was all we had, and B, wah, wah. it was as close to baseball I'd ever played in a video game, and I love baseball that video has, games. The, the, those sounds do not take me out to the ballpark mm. at all. I no. mean, I mean, this they don't have any music, first of all. Second of all, this bit, that's supposed to be crowd and like honking on horns and stuff, getting excited. This oh. bit right here. Listen to this bit. That, okay, that, that is that the ball thing, coming in? That first bit is the ball coming in right here. Oh my god! Okay, and then that was a swing, and then this part is the ball flying. And this next part is where it lands wow. in the ground where the where the uh, outfielders are. They are taking some serious creative license. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this is supposed to be the sound of someone catching it. I mean, what kind of sound is that? Wow. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. That was uh, a... You could have told me that was the game, and I still would have said, nah, you mixed your sound files up. Yeah. It's archaic as hell. Like, their soccer and their football game, they both sounded the same. Yeah, now the football games, it seems like I remember them having those kind of sounds, but the baseball game, I don't remember being like that. Totally. I mean, this thing at the beginning, wherever it is, I think they just reused it. They probably did. Pretty sure they did. All right. Uh, Intellivision Baseball, available now on your Intellivision device. Here is Brian's. Let's see if I can figure it out. The year was 1988. Scott had just gotten his NES. I know this. Of course you know this. 
He'd longingly waited. It had been in Japan for almost a full year. Yet to be released in the U.S. The year was 1988. Is this... Is this... One of the Castlevania games? It is a Castlevania game. Which one, Scotch? For the win. Castlevania... Castlevania 2. Castlevania. Now you're hearing it. 2, right? 2, yes. But what is the subtitle oh, of Castlevania uh, 2? Fra Fra Frankenstein's Lover. No, um, Dracula's Anus. I have no idea. What is it? <laughs> Simon's Quest. Oh, Simon's Quest, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, the chat room knew. They knew. Hey, I did pretty good, though. No, it was, yeah, I, never I just knew that. Knew yeah, I figured the longer the clip played, the greater possibility for you to be Castlevania. Because near the end, it's very Castlevania. That, that part I picked at the beginning was eh, sort of questionably Castlevania. Well, something I learned recently, and I remember where I heard it, but Castlevania 1 and 2 were not what we call Metroidvanias now, meaning the, the Vania right. part is not what we refer to. We only started doing that based on Symphony of the Night for the PS1. Right, because that's my understanding. Yeah, because the the kind of the way that those games are structured, and us now referring to them as Castlevania likes or Metroidvania likes, because Metroid's a lot like that too, didn't happen until then. And I thought this stuff, I thought that kind of semi open maze gameplay or whatever went all the way back to one and two. Because I guess I just don't remember them. Oh, was it? Right. Yeah, it was TMS Battle Royale. That's what it was. What? Yep, that's what it was. I couldn't remember where. Yeah, well, you and I were there. You were there. I know. <laughs> and I'm the one on the drugs. That's you sniffing drugs right there. <laughs> All right. Now this. What a dog can't we Yeah, no kidding. All right. We got what we got here is an email. Ooh. And it's directed directly at you. It comes from a guy named oh, Cha no. Chapel Bob. Bob. Well, I guess oh, just Chapel, Chapel Bob. Bob. Do you know him? I, I don't know that name. Yes. I well, I know that I, I Chapel Bob. Have you seen him around? You've seen him in like a chat room or something? Anyway. Yes. Says, so hey, Correct. Brian, you used to play only demos, but now you seem to only play full games. Why don't you play hmm. demos anymore? A concerned listener, Chapel Bob. How come, <laughs> you don't play the, how come you're not rocking the demos anymore, man? Raza is a good point. So during the age, during the great age of, uh, of demos uh, was my time of divorce. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was very broke. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was very broke indeed. Yeah. It wasn't a choice. Yeah. It was a lifestyle gotcha. thrust upon me by my own poor decisions. Mm. And but I still like playing demos still. I mean, it, and plus it was a different time. Um, there's a couple things really. I mean, like I'd say that I was a little didn't have as much uh, disposable income at the time. The kids were a little bit younger, so I spent a lot of money there. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, also a, a, a thing that's changed a lot over time is I, I wasn't as concerned about getting a bad game um because we have now we have a lot of these things you can get refunds on within a certain oh right yeah period. the digital space means so, uh, refunds if you need them right yeah. so i would almost absolutely refuse to play I, I had gotten burnt several times you know when you drop 50 dollars on a game and and it ends up sucking you're yeah. like oh i'm just ooh, oh like in ooh. steam in steam's case we used to you know it's, it hasn't been as recently as we well, it hasn't been as long as we think it has since we've been able to do refunds on there. I remember when that changed. Right. And it was that was like, a couple oh, years ago, right? Yeah. Well, maybe a little more, but still, like, relatively recent. So, yeah, I, I agree. That's the other thing. <laughs> there, but tell there, Bob, yeah, that's a good question. I, I was known for my demos and playing a lot of demos, and because it was mostly because a couple of factors, of course, money, time, and 
Did I mention I'm cheap? Is that you were a little cheap? You were a little cheap. So money's really worth mentioning twice. Money, yeah. time, and cheap. Yeah, there we money, go. time, and cheap. I gotcha. Those three. And plus, trifecta. like Game Pass, that makes a big difference too. Because you know, I, I just it's, it's like an expected cost. Oh yeah. Ahead of time, and I just, I just go in. I'm like, it's like almost having free games. Yeah. Now that that stuff's a thing, it's a huge difference. It is for me too. Right. Like you know. Plus, we get codes for stuff now, and it's like, I don't yeah. know. Oh, time. that's the other thing, too. That's helped a lot, too. Yeah. So if we maybe we should talk about that one day for people who are aspiring Twitchers that, you know, how to kind of get in there. Because it's, it's a little bit of a mystery how to, how to you know, communicate with uh, game developers and, and, and get those game codes so that you can so that you can play. So it's, it's, it's we should a do a whole five-part series on how to get your codes yeah. today. All right. Right now. That's the... Uh, Load them up. That's going to be the end of the show. If you want to send in your own emails like Chapel Bob, boopshow at gmail.com. That is boopshow at gmail.com. Frogpants.com slash boop is the website. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for archives or whatever, you'll find them there. We also put the video recorded version up on YouTube when we're done. So you can check that out as well. We're on Twitter at boopshow. Brian's at the Brian Dunaway. I'm at Scott Johnson. Oh, hi. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for all of you. See you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. I love steam. <laughs> <laughs>